from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. It's Wednesday, December 21st, only three short days from Christmas, uh, third night of Hanukkah uh, last night, and what a wonderful time of year this is for everyone. Um, So thank you all for taking some time. I know uh, a lot of you are checking out for the rest of the year, heading on vacation with your family and folks. So I do appreciate um, our our numbers have actually gone up this week. So um, uh, typically we we see some sort of plateau, Um, but thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Please make sure to subscribe, follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform go check out our youtube channel um and definitely check out our website at cyberhotpodcast.com a new season of CISO talks right around the corner by the way um i'm recording some really awesome episodes very excited about what you, what y'all are going to be getting uh here in january with that new season um a- after a year break i feel way uh way more refreshed and i think our content's going to be on point this year as well so uh tune in for that pack show today And I mean, like, really, really packed, right? And what I mean by packed, I mean really, really packed. So we've got um, Okta news from Okta, uh, JFK news, and so much more. We're going to get in all of that here in just a moment. But before we do, our ceremonial cup of coffee, if it's your first time tuning in, my double espresso, whatever you're drinking this morning, we say coffee cup cheers here at CyberHub Podcast. Good morning to Avishai. Good morning to Bal Roop as well. Good morning to both of y'all for tuning in on Uh, linked in for our live show let's start with our first story of the day a new ransomware is using a new exploit to bypass the proxy not shell mitigation so um if you've been living under a rock proxy shell um or or proxy not shell consists of two different security defects in microsoft exchange cve 2022-41040 which is a server side request forgery bug has a 8.8 cvss score and CVE 2022-41082, a remote code execution flaw with a CVSS score of 8.0. The two vulnerabilities were initially reported in September when they were already being exploited in attacks. Microsoft addressed those as part of its November 2022 patch on uh, 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 Patch Tuesday security updates. But the exploit chain now has a new bypass method for threat actors. So while there's some mitigation behind this, organizations who've used the mitigation um, should immediately patch their systems. Otherwise, um, they, the, the, the mitigation that was recommended is now being bypassed or seen it in live attacks as well. So you want to make sure you get those patched. Okta is having a year to forget. I mean, really a year to forget. They've had multiple security incidents and, um, I put out a post a few months ago and I said, identity is the new endpoint. It's, it's where everything is going. And I, I was just kind of reading the tea leaves based on, on, on a lot of thread Intel I was watching it. And this is the confirmation of that. The Okta source code uh, was stolen after GitHub repositories were hacked. Okta overnight sent an email a confidential email internally that was leaked out and sent to Bleeping Computer. Bleeping Computer has confirmed this email to be true. Let's pull it up here. Um, 
It's an Okta advisory to the Okta security contacts, essentially claiming that there's been no suspicious access to any customer data or any Okta service. However, uh, the Okta code repositories were hacked, copied um, in GitHub. And GitHub was actually who alerted Okta to the fact that their entire source code repository was uh, copied, um, which seemed probably something that that's not something you would do uh, traditionally. Uh, so good job by GitHub, one of being a really good partner there on the security side. Okta is saying that the incident is relevant to the Okta Workforce Identity Cloud code repositories and not the Auth0 Customer Identity Cloud product. Given the email wording, um, as soon as Okta learned of the possible suspicious acta access, they promptly placed temporary restrictions on access to the Okta GitHub repositories and suspended all GitHub integration with third-party application. They have since reviewed all recent access to Okta software repositories hosted by GitHub to understand the scope of the exposure, reviewed all recent commits to Okta software repositories hosted with GitHub to validate the integrity of the code and rotated GitHub credentials. They've also notified law enforcement. Additionally, we've taken steps to ensure that this code cannot be used to access company or customer environment. Okta does not anticipate any disruptions due to business or their ability. And the, uh, this only pertains to the Okta Workforce Identity Cloud. If that's something you are using, you're likely somewhat impacted. Okta's had multiple security incidents uh, this year, including several ransomware attacks, as well as several data breaches. Um, I'll tell you, I'm uneasy if I'm an Okta customer today. Just saying, uneasy. Not, not judging here, right? Because this stuff does happen. Uh, but if you're a security company and you're first line of defense, you're on the actor's radar, threat actor radar, no different than we are. Um, and so, you know, something to keep in mind here. But this is a, this is a, a big, big deal for Okta. And the impacts of this could be similar to SolarWinds and Microsoft. If you think of what happened in SolarWinds, SolarWinds allowed threat actors to get access to the Microsoft source code. And then we had nine months worth of Microsoft zero days. Nine months worth. So could there be zero days in the Okta code? Could those vulnerabilities be taken advantage of and impact customers? Those questions still remain very open, but whoever took this source code knows what they're doing. Let's just leave it at that. There's a critical vulnerability in the in the uh, Hick Vision Wireless Bridges, which allows CCTV hacking. Um, the Chinese video surveillance company, uh, Hick Vision, I believe, has patched a critical vulnerability in some of its wireless bridge products. The flaw can lead to remote CCTV hacking. According to the researchers who found this, this is known as CVE-2022-28173, a critical access control vulnerability. It's been patched. If you are using these devices within your environments, you want to make sure that whoever manages that product gets it patched immediately. The Raspberry Robin worm is targeting telcos and government. It's got 10 layers of obfuscations and fake payloads. The Raspberry Robin worm is nesting its way into organizations. Um, it's likely the group that's behind the worm, uh, Raspberry uh, Robin, that's testing the waters, launching attacks against telcos and governments across Australia, Europe, and Latin America to see how far their malware can spread for now. Researchers at Trend Micro have been tracking Raspberry Robin since September of this year and are warning the worm is notable for its 10 layers of obfuscation and its ability to deploy a fake payload to throw off detection efforts. Raspberry Robin infected thousands of endpoints in October, both October's endpoints attacks and the latest targeting of governments and telecom sectors 
relied on a malicious USB for initial infection. Uh, the initial analysis of the malware, which compromised a number of organizations towards the end of September, showed that while the main malware routine contains both the real and fake payloads, it loads the fake payload once it detects sandboxing tools, activates security and analytics tools from detecting and setting the malware's real routine. So they're kind of creating their own little honeypot within the malware, sending us on a wild goose chase while they go out and do the work on the back end. Something very dangerous and something to keep an eye on and talk to your security partners about. Criminals are bombarding the PyPy platform with information, stealing malware. We just literally did a story about it this week. The PyPy, which is the Python package repository, is being bombarded by a wave of information stealing malware, hiding inside malicious packages uploaded to the platform to steal software developer data. The malware dropped in this campaign is a clone of the open-source W4SP stealer responsible for a previous widespread infection on PyPy just last month. Since then, an additional 31 packages dropping W4SP have been removed from the PyPy repository. And yesterday we had a similar story as well. So kind of starting to catch on. They're targeting your developers. They're going after code. Um, and that's really something that should be, a pri- if it's not a focus, it should be a focus going into January. Should be something you spend time thinking about. How do we start to create some sort of checks? Who can help us? and identifying which are uh, good repos to use and which are bad repositories to use. Um, And those are going to be really critical for the success um, going forward of security and organizations. And finally, our final story of the day. Well, New York's yellow taxis are obviously, you know, some of the most iconic taxi systems, but hacking the taxi dispatch system at JFK Airport for a $10 loot just seems... So the suspects, Daniel Abayev and Peter Lehman, both residing in New York, hacked the dispatch system at JFK to make modifications so that certain taxi drivers would be sent to the front of the line. And for those who don't know, taxi drivers typically go into a whole lot. They're dispatched first come, first serve basis. As passengers come out looking for a taxi, they kind of flow them through. Here, they were making it possible for taxis to skip the line for a $10 charge each time they did that. So, you know, you're talking about hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars a day. In some of those cases, um, um, this was done with cooperation from their Russian counterparts. Apparently, uh, the cybercrime operation started in 2019 and included bribing someone to deploy malware onto the dispatch systems, computers using a flash drive, getting unauthorized access to the system through a Wi-Fi attack and then stealing tablets connected to the dispatch system. Um, though the scheme, which ran until September of this uh, of last year, uh, the hackers made about a thousand fraudulent expedited taxi trips per day, meaning they've made about $100,000 and sent some of that money to Russia. They're charged with two counts of conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. And so insider threat, folks, uh, insider threat. That's that's all that was. That was, you know, um, we were uh, at an event and, and Ken Foster and I, and Ken Foster shared something on stage and Ken will be on the new season of CISO Talk, by the way. Uh, probably something we'll talk about on the show. Um, he brought up and he said something very interesting. He said uh, they, they did a study and and from uh, insider risk, um, who 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 poses the greatest risk from a, a, a income perspective. So the study says seventy five thousand and below, sixty percent will sell their credentials um, or plug in a USB port for a payment of anywhere between five to ten thousand dollars, and that number goes much higher if they make under forty thousand. So 
keep that in mind. This is probably all this was. This was just good old old school um, social engineering uh, to get this to be successful. And, you know, they were making about a thousand of these um, a day. Um, so, you know, they're making a hundred grand a day, not too, not too shabby um, for, for the work they were doing. Um, but, you know, every crime has a sentence and there's, there's, they're now uh, in, in jail um, awaiting uh, charges. So there's that folks. That's it for the show today. We'll be back tomorrow to um, wrap up this week. Next week, I'll be kind of going through, unless something really breaks next week, next week's shows will really be going through. Uh, uh, some of the notable stories this year. Um, I'm not going to do like, what do we expect in 2023? I just, I, I feel like those are, you know, fun, but but they really don't add value uh, based on a few surveys I've done actually, and then some feedback I've gotten. So we'll be doing that. Thank y'all for tuning in. The show went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but appreciate y'all. Please make sure to subscribe and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.